0: Welcome to Let's Hear It. Let's Hear It is a
1: podcast for and about the field of foundation and nonprofit communications, produced by its two co hosts, Eric Brown and Kirk Brown. No relation. Well said,
2: Eric. And I'm Kirk.
1: And I'm Eric.
2: The podcast is sponsored by the Communications Network and
1: the Lumina Foundation. We're talking to people about their work and what's happening in the field with the hopes of making this growing arena just a little bit more accessible to us all.
2: You can find Let's Hear It on any podcast subscription platform. You can find us on Twitter at Let's Hear It Cast, and you can email us at hello at Let's Hear It Cast dot com.
1: Let us know if you have any thoughts about what you hear today, including people we should have on the show. And if you like the show, please, please,
2: please rate us on Apple Podcasts so that more people can find us.
1: So let's get on to the show.
2: Welcome, welcome to another edition of Let's Hear It. You're here. You've found us. You've made it. We're so glad to have you. And Mr. Brown, so glad to be here with you, too. Welcome to Let's Hear It.
1: Nice nice to talk to you Kirk how is your air
2: Uh the air has improved this is a better air day but man we've had a we've had a stretch of it I should I should turn that question around to you how's the air how's the air in your part of the world
1: Here in San Francisco I was able to see the Salesforce Tower for the first time in a week
2: Man man alive and massive thoughts for all the people being affected more directly by these fires it's really incredible what's going on um, we have something very special to do this week. We've gotta get ready for ComNet, which is coming this year in a virtual format, and tell us what we're about to hear, uh, Eric. I can't wait to talk about this.
1: Well, I had a, a quick chat with Sean Gibbons, who's the CEO of the Communications Network, which as most folks who listen to this podcast probably have figured out, is the one of the important ways that people in communications, or communications professionals, can connect with each other. Now, this is not the year to have a conference in person, and so the Communications Network decided to cancel their conference and instead host a virtual gathering that is free. So if you are listening to this, you can go ahead, sign up at comnetworkvirtual.org for this really fabulous free conference. And Sean and I just kind of talked our way through the schedule, and we chatted about the value of that kind of connection and uh, so I encourage people to have a listen, get excited, uh, sign up for the conference, and uh, and then you and I we can talk about it after.
2: So exciting what they pulled together! It's beautiful the site where they've housed all the information, um, which you can find at the Communications Network website. So this is Sean Gibbons on Let's Hear It, talking about ComNet virtual. We'll listen, and we'll come back. Mm-hmm.
1: Welcome to what I guess we could refer to as a very special edition of Let's Hear It. It is ComNet V 2020 Preview. And I'm talking with Sean Gibbons, the CEO of the Communications Network. Sean, thanks so much for jumping on with us.
0: I'm happy to join you, Eric. Thank you for having me.
1: So this, needless to say, will be a communications network like you've never experienced, like any of us have ever experienced, won't it?
0: Yeah, I'm kind of excited in the sense that I just really don't know what's ahead. I mean, I'm always excited around this time of year, but of course, ComNet's not going to happen, right? I mean, normally around this time, we'd be getting together and packing suitcases and checking in with friends and looking forward to uh, you know finding new places to explore in a new city potentially, and a little bit of grief about none of that happening, but also a great deal of excitement knowing what we are going to be able to do and how important it is right now for folks to come into community, given all that's going on all over the place. In fact, I don't mean to take too much here. but Jump right today, in, John. Well, you know, today is September 11th, and we're recording this. And yeah. uh, for me, it's a day of quiet reflection because 19 years ago today, I was sitting inside of a dark room in the CNN Washington Bureau filled with screens. And those screens were filled with images of just absolute horror and grief. And here we are 20 years later, and we are in a very, very unsettling time with lots of danger and ambiguity. And if I've learned any lesson over the last almost 20 years, it's that none of us can do any of it, anything of any consequence alone. And so even though it's going to be a bit of a challenge to bring people together in a new way, I've also just found so many moments of inspiration across this year with folks stepping forward and stepping up. And so anything we can do to kind of help bring people into a room and find some comfort and find some, new ideas and a few insights and maybe even a moment or two of inspiration. And if it's possible, even I hope a few small moments of fun, I think that's a pretty good thing for us to be doing.
1: I totally agree. I was, as I was thinking about talking to you this morning, I was thinking about how I have gone to every ComNet conference since 2003, which this would make it the 18th in a row. And reflecting well, on you're still fa- gonna be with us. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, just yeah. gonna no, no, be no. different. It'll be different. That's right. <laughs> it's just gonna be different. But I was I was also reflecting on the fact that my association with the communications network, and I've said this to a million people a million times, the single most meaningful and powerful professional and probably personal association I've I've had in my life. And, I, and that's <laughs> that's saying a lot. Uh, but this community means so much to me. And the idea that you're having to well, it's an opportunity as well to bring more people together who would not have been able to attend, who may not necessarily feel like they're part of this community just yet, but that they can be, was was really powerful. And obviously we have no idea how this is going to go this year, but my guess is that we're going to learn a lot and that there are going to be a lot of things that you're going to want to take with you once we get back to person-to-person experiences. Do you have Do you have any idea what this is gonna be like for people. What what do you, what do you tell people who are going to maybe attend their first comnet in this virtual way, how to experience it and what they have to look forward to?
0: I guess For me, because I've had the great good fortune to get to think about this an awful lot, is I'm thinking right now a lot about what we're not going to have. and Maybe I should start with a little bit of a deficit deficit frame because there's a lot of really good stuff. But I'm reminded of around this time last year, maybe it was a couple of weeks from now, standing in the back of a hotel ballroom in Austin, Texas, and Desmond Mead, who was someone that I would dare say most folks in the room did not know, was mesmerizing a thousand people and it was something to behold i mean it was really it was like being in church Uh, it was incredibly powerful and a gift and we won't have that there will not be that energy that magic and it sounds corny to say it that way but i'm a comms geek and there is deep magic in our crew of folks coming together which is why it makes total sense that for you this is one of the most meaningful associations i mean it's i guess here's what i know that i can offer or that we will offer or that the network is offering. And that is this extraordinary group of people who roll out of bed every single day trying to make the world a better place and who understand in their bones that communication is critical. You can't solve any of the world's problems unless we're able to name them and we're able to talk about them in ways that are thoughtful and constructive and meaningful to lots of different folks coming from lots of different places. That we can only do those things together. And so, you know, we're going to try to do as much of that as we can online. And some of that is is kind of the way we're building this event, we are really trying to deconstruct ComMed. It's still in there on some level, but what really is on offer at V is, I mean, number one, it's free, which we're really proud of, and we couldn't do without so much support from these incredible organizations who, when we said, we wanna try to, rather than going and and turning into an ostrich and putting our heads in the sand and just waiting for this to blow over, it's more important than ever for us to come together. We don't know quite how we're gonna do it, but would you help? And so many folks said yes. And so because of that, we're able to say to everyone who wants to come, I guess within reason we have a certain number of seats, but but V is free. And so come if you can and take of it what you will. And then on top of that, knowing that our purpose is to connect and gather and inform the field of folks who do this beautiful work and important work that work in the field of communications for good, we're creating this thing called V+, which is really focused on all the content from V, the keynotes and the panels and the conversations and the breakout sessions and the rest of it. And hopefully those in-between moments where people find opportunities to connect with one another will create some unconference time there. But then beyond that, we're having V+, which is this sort of Russian nesting doll sitting on top of <laughs> That's V.
1: That's a great way to describe it.
0: And in, within that, there will be a smaller subset of people who come together and say, I really want to focus on Building community on working and exploring all of this, working through and alongside and exploring all of this with my colleagues—a big spectrum of folks—and it'll be sort of a happy, a happy accident or a series of serendipities. I'm going to put these people together into these groups, and we've got about—you're one of them, Eric. I guess 46, I 48 leaders who will be gathering small groups of colleagues of six to eight people to go on this little journey with us from September to December, where we'll not only have the V experience, but also a lot of other really wonderful learning sessions, whether that's Evan Wolfson, who was the founder and and force behind Freedom to Marry, that he changed America, giving us all marriage equality when when the Supreme Court redrove the the movement that got us to that point uh, in 2015. We'll have Mia Birdsong and Dr. Clarence B. Jones, who helped to write the dream speech with MLK about a week out from the election. And then beyond that, we'll have a whole other series of conversations that I think are going to be really important and hopefully arm people with what they need and their colleagues, that community, a place to go for questions as we're all looking ahead to. Gosh, I don't know about you, but there's no crystal in my ball. It's it's pretty murky. There's a lot of ambiguity as we look to 2021. So, the idea of trying to find our way forward together feels like a really smart, vital, and and meaningful thing right now.
1: Let's talk about about V, which mm-hmm. is coming up the week of the 21st. Well, give me the dates. They're, so they're the on 20, my i can see yep, it, yep,
0: yep,
1: yep. So I don't know so, the numbers.
0: So the 22nd, we will come back for our now, I guess it will be our fourth day of service. This year, we're doing that virtually as well. And we're doing really, I think, incredibly important thing, which is we're partnering up with an organization called Fair Count, which is focused on the 2020 census and making sure that we get a fair and accurate count. And I don't think I need to tell anybody listening that the census is in deep trouble. Uh, It's not going very well. And so, and it closes on September the 30th, so on the 22nd led by Janine Abrams-McLean and uh, Rebecca DeHart, anyone who wants to, including folks who maybe aren't able to join us at V, we're asking you to donate a little bit of your time, two hours or two and a half hours, to do some text baking, just so reaching out to people that, that they believe have perhaps not completed the U.S. Census and need to do so before it closes. So uh, that'll be important. That's the 22nd. And then the content of V will unroll on the 23rd through the 25th. And there we'll have... Just a huge, amazing array of really smart, kind, good people sharing what they know and telling us all stories that hopefully will lift us up and also make us all a little bit better at our work. And I can go into detail about kind of what that looks like.
1: Yeah, how about yeah? Give us a little bit of the highlights.
0: Well, so first I gotta do kind of the old let me give you the URL. If you wanna see it for yourself, which is maybe the best way to explore this and also to sign up because it's free, is you go to comnetworkvirtual.org. So that's C O M N E T W O R K, and then the word virtual, all one word.org. And my colleague Sarah Farris and Carrie Klein and Tristan Mahabir and Kareem Alston have done a wonderful job of building that up. And and so please go take a look at that because that'll tell you everything. But among the things I know that we all as a team are especially excited about are things like we just got word. Stacey Abrams, who was with us last year in Austin, is going to lead a conversation with Nicole Hannah-Jones of the New York Times. She is the creator and Pulitzer Prize winner, rightfully so, for the Extraordinary 1619 Project. And so they have never met. And this will be the first ever conversation between two of the most effective communicators and important communicators in America. So Stacy and Nicole will be with us. Uh, Alexis yeah, and McGill, I can't Johnson. wait
1: for that. Yeah. I mean, I am so excited about that conversation.
0: That is a can't miss in my it view. I, I'm. That That is a, boy, I would want to be a fly on the wall. And instead I get to dial into it. So I'm really grateful and That's excited great. for that. Alexis McGill-Johnson, who was recently named CEO of Planned Parenthood, has been a longtime friend of ours at the network. She founded the Perception Institute alongside Rachel Godsell, which is an incredibly interesting and important organization that looks at the brain science of bias. And so Alexis brings this really interesting set of experiences into her role at Planned Parenthood. And obviously, we are in a time of great danger with regard to health and deep inequities. And that's a lot of the work that Planned Parenthood does. And so we'll have a chance to talk and visit with her trabian shorters who was with us again bringing a lot of folks back our community has grown and and also i think it's a time for us to come together and so trabian actually reached out and said i think it's time for us to have another conversation in light of all that's been going on this year the racial reckonings occurring around the country and so uh, he will be back with us, and we are delighted to have him joy harjo who is the us poet laureate she is a citizen of the creek muskogee nation she lives in oklahoma uh, she is one of the most gifted and important voices in America, and comes from a place of just different experience and 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 a different way of experiencing the world. That deep native tradition of of uh, experiencing and reflecting on the world in a way that sometimes differences some of us have a little bit more of a of a Western sensibility. Uh, so I think that's going to be a wonderful experience. Richard Besser, who is the CEO of the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation and just a hero of mine, he previously led the CDC, and was a gifted and is a gifted storyteller, spent a bit of time in his career at ABC News explaining health to all the rest of us. And then a few other names that I think maybe won't be on people's radars, but they'll be delighted to get to know, and that is Renee Duresta, who leads research at Stanford's Internet Observatory. Her specialty is information and misinformation, which is a topic that I think many of us in the field have been thinking a lot about. So... Uh, Grateful to have a conversation with her and, and hear what we're all facing in this new information age that's sort of unfolding or maybe even in some ways erupting in front of us. And then finally, we will give out the third ever Clarence B. Jones Impact Award as named after the man who wrote the dream speech with Martin Luther King, been a mentor and friend to many of us. So he's one of our heroes, and I think uh, we're about to anoint a new hero, and that's Susan Vandergriff and the team at A Step Ahead Chattanooga. Uh, they have won the Impact Award for their work on women's health and reproductive rights and reproductive justice, uh, working out of, as the name would suggest, out of Chattanooga, Eastern Tennessee and Appalachia, uh, conversations that they have led and put forward that, in some cases, were very taboo, or very sensitive. Uh, so I think we're going to get to learn a lot from her. And so those are sort of the keynotes that we have on offer at V, and then beyond that, we have breakout sessions with just some extraordinary organizations like i i'm kind of psyched just because i get to go hang out and learn all these from all these folks so folks like npr and story national geographic united we dream howard university the urban institute freedom to marry the advancement project they're all going to be with us and then we're also and i'm sorry i'm blathering on because you can read this stuff online no 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 this is great we're going to be bringing back something and we have a kind of an iteration on it of in conversations. So last year we had these really cool conversations with folks who were sort of the extraordinary folks leading the way in Austin. So people from South by Southwest were with us and from Austin city limits and elsewhere. And so this year, the idea was rather than, uh, someone from the field interviewing someone from the from the city. We were supposed to be in Atlanta, so we want to make sure that Atlanta and the South are centered along with a deep focus on health and equity. But we brought together some really cool conversations. So Kyle Tibbs Jones, who founded The Bitter Southerner, which is this amazing online publication, is going to be in conversation with Nathaniel Smith from the Partnership for Southern Equity. So think of these two incredible leaders interviewing each other about their personal story, their journey, and their lives, and their work, and, and how they think about and. and Live out uh, the charge of communicating on behalf of and, and with their organization. Bernice Downs, who's a manager for REM, is going to be in conversation with uh, Janine Abrams McLean and Rebecca Hart from Fair Account. Those folks will be helping us with our day of service. Dr. Judy Monroe, Who's the CEO of the CDC Foundation? who's going to be in conversation with Matt James, who's a good friend of ours, as you know, former network board member and previously CEO of Next Generation. And so, just some incredible conversations. And then Soledad O'Brien, our good friend, has come back to, to lead a conversation with folks from Women on the Rise and the Racial Justice Action Center, which is this incredible nonprofit based in Atlanta. So, that's all going to be unfolding. And then, beyond that, we're going to have a whole series of conversations about Atlanta because. Atlanta is a really interesting place right now. I wish we were there in person, but but absent that, we're going to try to deliver it to folks with a series of conversations about voting and equity. And we're going to have some conversations about that aren't just relevant to the South, but thinking about civic engagement, things that have a particular uh, flavor, a Southern flavor, in the way that we'll explain them, but have application, I think, to everybody just now. So all of that, and then with V+, uh, conversations that are going to focus on building community with people who think a lot about this. So again, Evan Wolfson, who built a movement that changed America, Mia Birdsong, who has spent a lot of time teaching us about how you can't communicate without community. Those two things are intertwined. And then Charles Vogel, uh, who's been a great teacher to me and to a lot of our colleagues who wrote an incredibly important book called The Art of Community. He'll be with us as well. So all of that and then a lot more, just a a lot, a lot, a lot for folks to, to take in. And hopefully some of it will do a little bit of good.
1: And it's and it's all free. Well, the V V
0: is free. V is free, and Anyone then V plus can,
1: gets yeah. to go to the conversation with with uh, with Stacy Stacey and
0: Nicole, absolutely.
1: <laughs> Anybody can participate in uh, all of that stuff, which is extraordinary to me, honestly. I you know, I sound like the guy you know on the Ronco commercials, the the Bassomatic, but it really <laughs> <laughs> like
0: I'm I always just... like the Ronco hair replacement system for men, the spray paint. <laughs>
1: Sign me up. Oh. Uh, it, I, I'm just I, I'm really excited. And I, I'm excited for people who have not had the opportunity to attend for people who haven't had the, the means to attend. Although ComNet has done a great job of providing scholarships for people. Uh, it It is it feels to me like this is the largest has the potential to be the largest communications gathering ever for I mean, certainly in the nonprofit world or the nonprofit and foundations world, but I don't know. This this has. I don't know, Do you have any idea of of how many folks are likely to pop in from? Uh, over the Yeah, time of- well, right right now we
0: know there's over 1,200 folks who signed up, but and so that's a lot for us, and we expect over the coming days. V Plus closes for registration today on the 11th, so I'm sorry folks aren't going to be able to necessarily get in for that, but V will stay open, the registration stays open until September the 11th. So yeah, I, it's going to be quite a lot of folks, and quite curious to see how people experience it. My guess is some folks will be able to experience it in real time, but we're mindful that ComNet is not only a national conversation, but it's become kind of this global gathering, and so we've had friends write in from Sweden and from Nigeria and from Brazil and from Australia and Canada and elsewhere around the globe. And my guess is, I guess most of them are going to take part, but but maybe asynchronously. I'm hoping that none of our friends in Lagos are tuning in at two in the morning, that they have the good sense to maybe check it out next morning at their leisure, which I think is something we should all remember. This is a really complicated time for folks. So we're hoping folks take something away from it. We also hope that it's not a hardship. We understand not everybody's going to be able to be with us in the moment. So we'll make sure that everything's up and available on-demand as quickly as we can.
1: Yeah, an excellent uh, resource for insomniacs in Asia.
0: <laughs> that is what we're after. That That's is what our we're motto. Looking for. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, I'm so excited. I uh, For folks who haven't signed up for V, absolutely do so. Wh- what is the cutoff date for, si- for signing up for V?
0: For V, it's September the 21st. So literally... We kick off the next day with that day of service. So just up to the end there. And I just want to be really clear to people. There will be some interactivity within V, but the way we've sort of thought about it is V plus is you plus a bunch of your friends for three months exploring and learning together and struggling, I'm guessing, a little bit, but finding some hope and help with each other. And then V is is going to unfold much like a traditional conference from a distance, so not so much like a traditional conference, over three days, and it'll be sort of you in front of the computer. And you'll have some chat functionality, so you'll be able to do a little bit of interaction, but it's going to be a little bit different, and we're going to learn a lot along the way.
1: Well, I certainly will. And I really appreciate I appreciate you taking the time to talk about it because I have, have sense that you might be slightly busy at the moment. It's um, a little bit. It's two, two a little bit. But,
0: yeah, but I, mean, I think mostly at this point, for the team and I, it's incredible Anticipation and just gratitude. I'll tell you something, you know, Eric, the sort of closing about I would just offer is there's something really beautiful about seeing so many people being kind and generous and decent and, and offering up, you know, contributing. Um, which is what you're going to see. I mean, Stacey didn't have to make time to talk to Nicole. Nicole didn't have to make time to talk to us. The good folks from StoryCorps didn't have to make time. We're all being called on in so many new and unexpected ways right now. It's a lot. And on top of that, there's just deep, deep concerns for a whole bunch of reasons, right? We have a climate crisis out there in the Bay Area. We're thinking a lot about you and all the folks in California or the folks down in the South dealing with the aftermath of Laura. So you get these cl- climate crises. There's a racial reckoning that's been unfolding in front of us. that's long overdue. And then, of course, on top of that, you have the have the pandemic and deep economic uncertainty. So all these leaders coming together to contribute, whether that's in offering up what they know or in coming in to, to, to learn a little something and explore alongside us. It's just a, it's a really beautiful, hopeful thing. And so I guess I know we're going to make a few mistakes along the way, because we are experimenting and that's kind of what we hope and expect is that we, we push the envelope a little bit, but, but mostly what I think I'm grateful for is just this idea that all these really beautiful souls are coming together to do something kind and good. And that's, that's really important right
1: now. Yeah, I I completely agree with you. And like you, I'm an optimist and I see that this is a moment of great opportunity. I also think that for people who are in this profession, who who do this work or trying to use communications for good, this is really a moment for opportunity. And the other opportunity is the ability to hear from these amazing speakers, to connect with each other. I would say if you're not a member of the communications network I would implore you to join because the network needs you and I suspect that you might need the network, which is all of these professionals who are working together to to try and, and make things better. And uh, I mean, I just appreciate what you're doing. I Like I said, this has been such an important experience for me for my entire, oh, pretty much my entire uh, adult career. And uh, I've gotten so much out of it. And I'm really looking forward to this year's uh, event. And, you know, thank you so much, Sean, for, for your hard work and, and uh, your in, indefatigable nature.
0: You you can pronounce it. I can't do that one. I cannot (laughs) spit that one out. I I will say this. I just, that is very kind of you. That is very kind of you. But the reality is, as you know, all too well, that it is not me. It is the board of the communications network. And we're lucky to, I don't think I can give up the goose yet, but we're about to welcome some new leadership. And we're very, very excited about that. And grateful to Stefan Lanford for for his leadership as chair over these last two, very tumultuous years. And then the, the team, Tristan Mahabir and Carrie Klein and Yavsara Faris and Kareem Alston and Amrit Dillon have been just, I can't even pronounce that word, but your word. Indefatigable. Uh, Thank you. They have been that and more over the last many months. And I am just so grateful that I get to spend a little bit of my time uh, working alongside them and learning with them. So I, I, I can't wait for y'all to see what they've made because it's a pretty beautiful, cool thing.
1: Well, thank you so much, John. We will see you virtually uh, on the twenty second at the day of service, and then for the day. Yes, please after. and
0: thank you. That's a, that's a really important thing to us. So, if you're able to, I hope you'll join us for every little bit of it. But but if you can make some time for that, this is sort of a bummer of a thought. But one of the things that I've been learning from our friends at Fair Count is the undercount that is expected for the United States Census is pretty horrifying. That. If the census were to close today and it's all it's about to close pretty much tomorrow, 15% of folks in the African-American community in America, as a for instance, will go uncounted. So think about that as like a neighborhood of 10 blocks with a block and a half just erased. Okay. It's also true for Native communities, it's true for Latinx communities. The census is not going well. And there's still a little bit of time, which gives me a little bit of hope, but it has a profound impact. not only as the as the political season unfolds before us, but the census indoors. It's durable, right? It's 10 years of decisions that we'll make at a federal level that'll be determined by by who gets counted and, and just as importantly right now who doesn't.
1: Well I will I will be there and I hope everyone else will will join us and, and thanks for leading that as well. Um Sean Gibbons, thank you so much for your time and I will see you. We will see you virtually in a couple of weeks.
0: And thank you to Kurt you and Kurt for the show. It's amazing and awesome and, and a real help to all of us.
1: Thank you so much.
2: And we're back. So what do you think Mr. Brown are you ready to go to your first ever virtual communications <laughs> network? I know this has been this has been a standard part of your calendar for years. So how are you feeling about ComNet Virtual?
1: Um well, for starters, I have attended every communications network conference since 2003. So this will be the 18th <laughs> consecutive ComNet that I've attended and as all i will say out there to the to the world if there's anyone listening who can beat me i'd love to i'd love to know i've, I've seen you if if that's the case and i've seen you there 18, 17 times in a row so we we have to compare notes but uh, this tweet, is some, the podcast, tweet the
2: podcast tweet the podcast and eric <laughs> will make you dinner eric
1: will make you dinner i'll make you dinner that's come over great. to the house and we can look at downtown san francisco for the first time <laughs> in a week uh, by the way i have a couple of things that i would note which is that we um uh, Kirk, I think we, you and I have have our fingers on the pulse. Two of the ComNet keynotes are have have or are about to be guests on on. Let's hear it, Renee DeResta, who is yes, is key, thank you, Renee. Excellent. Trabian Shorters is keynoting now. We replayed Trabian's amazing speech last year. Yes. In Austin. But I also interviewed Trabian for our podcast. And that's going to be coming up in, I don't know, a couple of weeks or so. So cannot
2: wait. Cannot wait. It, it was yeah. such
1: a great conversation. There's so much going on. Alexis McGill Johnson, who is now the head of Plant Parenthood. And I, I I served on a board with her, and she's extraordinary. Mm. Um, ooh. So. It, it says here that Nicole Hannah-Jones is a keynote, but what it doesn't say on the website is that Stacey Abrams is interviewing her. And for folks who aren't familiar with the name, Nicole Hannah-Jones won the Pulitzer Prize for the New, uh, New York Times' 1619 series or, mm. or uh, reporting. That's going to be amazing. Oh, and here's another one. The winner of the Clarence B. Jones Award, Susan Vandergriff, who- is working on behalf of, uh, working on doing reproductive health and rights work in Appalachia. She's going to be a guest on Let's Hear It as well. I'm going to interview her next week, and we will try and get that up before the conference, so you can get a little sneak preview of Susan Vandergriff. Uh, and I could go on. There are amazing breakouts. There is the opportunity. I, I, I'm not quite sure how the the kind of the communication among participants or or you know us folks who are attendees is going to work but certainly on social media and other places there is there will be ways to build community and uh, i think it's just going to be really exciting what do you you think
2: i so as usual i mean the communications network just does such an outstanding job pulling together these keynotes these different breakout discussions love to see some folks that have been on the podcast you know um Serving as keynotes, and I have, I have no doubt that we'll have some podcast guests maybe down the road. You know uh, that we pull from folks who are sharing this year. I also love though too. It's not just ComNet um, V, but they're doing the V Plus right. uh, program. So that's going what from September through December. So there's a whole bunch yes. of stuff after right podcast. So can you talk about that too? Because that that looks like a really cool list of things that's happening as well.
1: V Plus is is a place to get even deeper engagement. Now, sadly, the Cutoff to, to participate in V Plus is closed. So it's too late. If you didn't sign up already, you're going to have to just wait until the next opportunity, but that's going to be a series of keynotes and deep engagement among the participants. So if you have signed up for V Plus, good for you. If you haven't, oops. But uh, my guess is that as, as we are all learning how to do deeper engagement in time of COVID and through remote ways, my guess is that Communications Network will continue to take what it has learned from V Plus and apply that to other opportunities as, as time goes by. So uh, I'm excited about it, and I, I, I think that's going to be really, really interesting. I just well, think the whole thing is, I, you know, this is me. I'm I'm a, a fanboy for communications network and, and kind of a geek for this stuff.
2: Well, of course. I mean, of course, the, you're still going to have the problem of choosing the breakouts, right? Because the break, the concurrent sessions all look excellent. And so, you know, moving between these concurrent sessions, I think one of the cool things about this being done virtually, I can imagine that those sessions are going to have some recording or some ability to access them afterwards, which is going to be so amazing. I have to say... I'm really liking that this is free this year. And I wonder if there is, is there something about free plus virtual that's going to be part of the communications network conference as we move forward? Because um, it's always struck me. Like I love the conference. Many people come to it. It sells out every year. So there's no question that people, there's a, there's an appetite and audience for this, but it's a big lift for some people, you know, the travel taking the time. And then, and then of course what it costs to, participate. So, you know, if there's something that comes out of this where there's some kind of a virtual piece of the content that people can uh, get access to without having to spend not just the conference fees, but the time away from the office and the travel time, um, that feels like that could be a really amazing thing too. So, I mean, props to the communications network for going through this evolution, right? You know, adapting to what's going on and putting together a really compelling framework of things to be talking about and thinking about. I mean, what 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 an awesome thing! What an awesome thing they're doing here. It's really exciting to see all of it.
1: Uh, yeah, I totally agree. Um, it's we are all learning how to we're learning how to learn these days. That's for sure. sure. And and things are are happening in ways that they never happened before. My fervent hope and my true belief is that we will get better at this stuff uh, because we had to adapt in a time of challenge. It's you know there's there's lots there's lots to do. Ooh, one more thing I forgot to tell you is that we will be posting lots and lots and lots of these sessions yes. on on the uh, on the podcast. We'll do, be doing special versions, kind of like we did last year, except I think probably more of them. So we'll be pulling down sessions. Sean was gracious enough to let us pull down as many sessions as we can and repost them. Uh, with the understanding that this, is, we are getting great information out there and giving people the opportunity to experience these these sessions and these keynotes uh, when they might have missed it. Now, it'll probably a lot of the stuff will end up on the Comnet website, so you should go there too. But um, you know, we're just trying to make it convenient for people to get the information that they need and that they care about, and to hear from the people who uh, have so much to teach us. So I'm, I'm excited about that. We're gonna flood the channel content.
2: Yeah, no, as always, let's hear it as an essay in gratitude, graciousness, <laughs> John and the Communications network. So gracious to let us have access to this content. And I agree This, these, man, these, the, each of these um, talks, each of these presentations are so inspiring. Um, there's no doubt they should be out there in many different ways. So people have access to them in, in many different ways. So I'm so glad we can do that. So Eric, thank you. That was a great conversation. Sean and the entire team of the Communications Network, thank you, thank you, thank you for being so tireless and pulling all this together. The Communications Network, Network, V, coming from Wednesday through Friday, September 23 to 25, 2020. It's free. Go. We almost forgot
1: something really, really important, which is Mm. that on... Tuesday, the twenty. Tell me the date. Uh, the twenty second. <laughs> yeah, preview. Kirk, Tuesday, September twenty second. Yeah, will be a day of service. Yes. So, so, Communications Network has begun to incorporate these days of service before the, on the first day of the conference, so that people have an opportunity to give back to the communities that they're visiting. Now, in this particular instance, we're not visiting anywhere because we're virtual. But the day of service will be the opportunity to participate in helping to advance to ensure that the census is properly conducted so that as many people as possible are counted so you can go to comnetwork to to the communications network virtual and sign up to participate in the day of service to ensure that as many people are in, as are counted as possible in the census i can't think of a more important I don't know. There's so many important things going on right now. This is at or near the top of the list to (laughs) ensure that the census counts everybody, uh, as many people as possible. So sign up for the day of service. That's really fabulous and cool. And and, and I'm just thrilled that that's a part of the communications network virtual this year.
2: Yeah, no question. So that's Prevy. It's Tuesday, September 22nd and uh, partnering with fair count for the 2020 day virtual server, the virtual day service to help with the 2020 census. Oh my gosh, Eric, I'm so glad you pulled that forward because that's so important. And I'm so glad they're doing this. So thank you all. Uh, we can't wait to hear the reports out. Of course, the social channels will be going um, I'm sure hot and heavy as people are reacting to these different um, keynote speakers and all the content they're engaging with during communications network. So I'm um, participate. It's free. It's awesome. And communications network team, thank you once again for bringing this to us. Eric, any last final words before we uh, liberate people back to their busy schedules?
1: Just we'll We'll see you in virtual world.
2: And that's it for this episode. Please let us know if you have any thoughts about what you heard today or people we should have on the show. And that includes yourself. We'd like to thank
1: Maggie Brown, our intrepid production coordinator,
2: John Ali, the tuneful and inspiring composer of our theme music.
1: We'd also like to thank our sponsors, the Communications Network, the Lumina Foundation, and the Heinz Endowments.
2: Thank you. Thank you. And check out the Heinz Endowment, their terrific podcast, We Can Be. That's hosted by Grant Oliphant, and you can find it at Heinz.org slash podcast.
1: We would certainly like to thank today's guest, and of course, all of you, and thank
2: you, Mr. Brown. (laughs) No, no. Thank (laughs) you, Mr. Brown.
1: (laughs) Till next time.
2: Let's hear it.